Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. Yay. Um, so, listeners, just sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, Kyle, but I need we should probably explain to them what we're doing. No, we're good. For the next two episodes. So, longtime listeners may know that Kyle and I have the same birthday. Yay. And it's this upcoming week, so we want to take next week off from podcasting. To do birthday shits. <sighs> yes. <laughs> what we decided to do is that we're going to do two shorter topics instead of one long one. And we're going to release one early this week, and then I guess one next week, or whatever. We'll figure it out. What we decided to do is, uh, I told Kyle that each of us would prepare a secret topic that the other one has not heard about at all yet. And so I think for the first of these two shorter episodes, um, we decided you, Kyle, yeah, you're going to uh, reveal your secret topic. Yes. Sadly, my secret topic does not have to do with butts, um, as um, I'm sure I, you hoped it would. Well, I, I wasn't sure if you were serious or not, because you kept alluding to the fact that it was going to be about asses. Um, well, it's not about asses, but I guess you could surmise that it's about assholes because my topic is, um, songs used in political campaigns. (laughs) Uh, I know we kind of sort of maybe crossed this a little bit before because I think we discussed some of the songs used in Obama's campaign at some point. I don't remember if, if that we was did. On, it was way long time. Yeah, ago. I don't remember if that was actually even on this podcast or on our original college radio show. That's how long ago it was. Mm. Um, but I decided to kind of expand on that topic and talk about songs that are used in uh, campaigns, especially with the political stuff going on right now. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say political shits. I'm trying to be more civil, Peter. Damn it. <laughs> Just really interesting things that I was reading about 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 campaign song stuff because, hmm. it, especially with us discussing copyright law um, a handful of episodes ago, it seems weird that campaigns often use songs by artists in their speeches and their rallies, whatever, and very often those artists end up coming out saying, "Hey, we don't want." such and such politician to use our song because we don't support them. That's interesting. And usually they end up, you know, stopping using the song. But it's just interesting that these politicians are kind of circumventing copyright law, you know, because I don't know if their logic is, oh, well, I'm not making any money off this. I'm just using it in a public rally, which, I mean, they kind of are making money. Because they're absolutely they're making do- money. They're getting that. donations, you know. Um or what their logic is, but I specifically think it's kind of funny that a lot of politicians do this, and not pointing fingers at any one party, but I do. I did notice a trend that more artists called out Republicans for using their songs than Democrats. Now, I mm. presume that has something to do with the fact that a lot of musicians tend to lean more liberal, just because of their profession and, you know, free thinking, all that kind of shit. Uh, and don't support the platforms that Republicans run on, and then to find out Republicans are using their songs to generate support, this is going to make them kind of angry. Um, but what I th- mm. also think is kind of funny is that Republicans and Democrats using 
these songs circumventing copyright law, and then a lot of these same politicians, when they're in office, campaign for stricter copyright law. In such bills you may have heard mm. of, like SOPA and CISPA. I'm, I'm sure you've heard those uh, acronyms before. Yeah. Uh, trying to completely rewrite internet copyright law, you know, to yeah. favor big business. I just, I don't know. I'm, I find that a little hypocritical, but that's just me. That's, uh, um, I, I always assumed that, cause you, I, I'm surprised to hear that the issue of copyright usage is coming up in this context. Cause I always assume, you know, if they're using a playlist of songs for their campaign that they got some level of permission to use. Oh, them. very, very often they don't. Um, very really? often they just use it because, you know, it's, it sounds like a very Americana song or the title is very pro America. I don't know. Uh, but very often they don't get permission from said artists and the artists end up coming out and saying, Hey, stop using my songs. That, that really surprises me because I know that like in, even as something as simple as like an office or some kind of business that isn't necessarily public facing, if you just have employees working in an office, I think you're not allowed to play music technically out loud or whatever. I'm struggling. Like I think something like radio is fine or even, or like if, if, um, if the boss is playing Spotify or something. Yeah. I think something like that is generally fine, but if someone, you can't like buy music and then just like play it out loud for everybody. I think that's sort of the same vague rule that technically with uh, whole movies that you buy, you're not supposed to show them into bigger groups of people because that uh, you you have you heard about that? Yeah, I, I remember something about that, especially regarding uh, showing films in classes. Mm, um, yeah. I don't remember what the exact thing was, but I know that for a while there was like a copyright stink raised about that, but I don't remember if they ended up sorting that out. I think it's ridiculous, especially since yeah. most most movies shown in classrooms are like 30 plus years old, right. usually and, on VHS still. Well, even like with, you know, if you buy a DVD, technically you own the right to show that movie to like yourself or a small group of people. Anyway, we're getting, we're getting a little off track and yeah, yeah, it's a no, shorter episode. I, I, don't I, wanna... I know what you're getting at. It, it, and that's the thing is you have to parse the idea of, okay, yes, it's a public event uh, with these campaigns, but you have to, I guess you have to find where you draw the line of are the candidates uh, benefiting from the use of the song, either monetarily or through their public image. Usually the case is yes. Um, right. Which Can I actually why... clarify one more thing? Yes, please. With what I was trying to say earlier. Um, the reason I was bringing up like, oh, if you play in an office or something, is that you know, if you do it in that small of a setting and you're not te- you're not legally allowed to play music, I, I can't imagine why people would think that it's okay to play it in front of thousands of people. Oh, I understand. Basically, you know what I'm saying? saying? If, it's, if, it's, if it's technically illegal in such a small... Uh, closed setting where you could argue that really no one is making money off of it. Right. They're just dis- they're just displaying it, I guess. Um, then of course it would be illegal if you have a large rally with thousands of people and then you're going and asking for donations, either exactly, yeah. either actively or subver- subversively. Yeah. Um, so that's that's sort of like the idea I was going. I for see. With that. I see yeah. what you're saying, and that's the thing, and that's the that's part of the problem with copyright law is it's so broad and it's so vague that very, very many people, probably politicians included, don't completely understand where lines are drawn. Um, 
I'm sure that obviously politicians would argue that they're not making money off the songs. And that's oh. the, and I, I know, I know. And that they're just using them, you know, because, I don't know, they purchased the CD and they wanted to play it for their thousands of fans. <laughs> but that's that's the problem is it it all becomes it all comes down to a matter of very subjective interpretation which you know ends up going into court battles all that crap hmm. um what i did want to i did want to list a couple of examples of okay. artists, of of politicians using songs that i found that were funny we don't have to play the songs because we all know the songs i guarantee we've played a lot of these before on our show anyways just funny okay. examples so one that i found was um the group sam and dave objected to Bob Dole using Soul Man in 1996. Now, this is funny because this kind of ties in a little bit into our episode, I think our last episode, about songs kind of bastardized for advertising uh, purposes. Oh, yeah. Because Bob Dole changed the song, uh, the lyrics, from Soul Man to Dole Man. <laughs> oh, God. And what's really funnier fun. is one of the original performers of the song even sang the new version. However, oh, like one of the backing singers, or yeah, something. Oh. However, the original writers, Sam and Dave, of the song, uh, and the copyright holder didn't want to be seen as endorsing Dole, so they threatened to sue the campaign, so Dole stopped using it. <laughs> so I, I assume use changing the lyrics to Dole Man was possibly Bob Dole's way of getting around copyright, like we talked about um, mm. commercials doing, which is kind of funny. There's a pl- there's a ton of others here. Um, I don't know if we ever talked about Jackson Brown, but uh, mm, I, I guess th- this one made me laugh because I guess John McCain used his song Running on Empty in 2008, which is a very poor choice of song, in my opinion, just from the title alone. Mm. Like you have a campaign, you're trying to generate energy, and then you have a song called Running on Empty. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the logic is there. Another Sam and Dave thing. I think this was actually after Dave passed away because it was just Sam Moore of the group actually objected to Obama using Hold On, I'm Coming in 2008. Now, there's a funny quote by Sam here about this, actually. He said, quote, When the song was first recorded by Dave and myself, it was pulled off of the market because it had such sexual orientations. I don't want to get graphic with this, but how do you take a song about getting girls and turn it into a political thing? Somebody's really desperate. That's funny. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, you take a song from the 60s about getting girls very sexual innuendos in there, even in the title alone, uh, and turn it 40 years later into a song to generate political buzz, I guess. I don't know. So he was he was a little upset that he was taking like, the song out of context. Exactly, exactly. I, I don't know if it was necessarily anything to do with camp, with Obama's policies or whatever. It was more just, you know, our song was never meant for this. Why are they using it in this manner? Mm. Um, another quick one is, I think we talked about the band The Heavy um, yeah, on yeah. this show before. They objected to Newt Gingrich, who, his name sounds like a supervillain, I'm sorry. Uh, using the song How You Like Me Now in 2012. Um, just another one. Now, this one might be the the best one that I have found of all of them. Okay. So, in 2002, Saddam Hussein used <laughs> Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You in his campaign, but it gets better. It was a cover 
by Syrian pop star Mayada, I'm going to butcher this, Mayada Biseli's Arabic cover of the song. <laughs> and they broadcast it for, on Dusk Till Dawn, or Dawn Till Dusk, it's like the movie, um, radio spots in Baghdad endorsing the dictator. And this was months before, just months before the U.S. bombing campaign began in 2003. <laughs> now, um, yeah. I actually did find a clip of the song that I'm going to send you really quick. Okay. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's good enough to actually splice into the episode, but I'm just going to send it to you to get your reaction. It's actually okay. not terrible. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible. Um, it's just funny. And the fact that a horrible dictator uses a song called I Will Always Love You is just beyond ironic. Did Whitney Houston have any objection to that one? Not not that I found out, not that I read. Um oh, okay. maybe because it was an Arabic cover, so it took a while for them to even realize it. I don't know. Hmm. But I'm sure if she found out She'd be like, what the hell? But again, there's probably, some, especially in, you know, the Middle East, there's probably some copyright circumvention, especially because it was covered by a Syrian pop star. Maybe mm. they got her permission to use it or forced her permission to use it. Who knows? <laughs> uh, one last one that I found really quick, kind of funny, a little bit out, out of our wheelhouse as far as music, but um, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, the German lady, used the song Angie by the Rolling Stones, probably because her name is Angela. The funny thing about this is she obviously didn't uh, vet the lyrics of the song because there's a point in the song that I'll, I'll quote really quick. It says, quote, With no loving in our souls and no money in our coats, you can't say we're satisfied. All the dreams we held so close seem to all go up in smoke. Ain't it time we said goodbye? <laughs> So it's a breakup hmm. song that was used by her for her re-election campaign. That's pretty funny. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah. So just these are just funny examples of politicians either using songs and not vetting them, or using songs with the objection of the artist. And it's it's just I don't know. I don't know what politicians think all the time. I most of the time I don't know what they think, but. Um, <laughs> Well, we know what some of them think because they say everything they touche. Yeah, they think. So, actually, I want to turn back the wheels of time uh, for a second hand. here. Yep, or the hands of time, whatever the what was that? Uh, turn back the hands of time by I don't know. Ty- Tyrone somebody. Yeah, yeah, Tyrone Davis. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. It's a good song. Um, uh, at the beginning, you were saying how like. Uh, artists were upset. I mean, that's kind of what the, most of the episodes been about is uh, artists being upset that campaigns are using their songs on the grounds of copyright infringement. But is it always about copyright infringement, or is it sometimes like does the label give permission for the campaign to use the song? But the artist is personally like, "Hey, I don't appreciate that they gave permission to use my song for this." Um, I don't know if you found any of that in your research. 
I didn't find any any instance of that in the research. I wouldn't be surprised if that may be the case. However, if the label, unfortunately, owns the rights to the song, the artist can object all they want, but they're... They can't really do much. They yeah. can't do much because the label owns their property and they decided who to sell it to. Now, what they yeah. can do and what they do do often, maybe if that is the case, is they go out and publicly say, I don't endorse this candidate. You know, they they don't stand for what I stand for. I... I want them to stop using my song, which is could could be more of a PR move than a legal move of just mm. them coming out and saying, hey, they're using my songs. I don't want you to associate me with them. I don't like them. I have nothing to do with them. I can I can see the reasoning behind that. Although personally, if I, you know, if I saw Donald Trump walk on stage and was hearing. Funk uh, radio. <laughs> no. Well, that. No, I don't want to think about that. Uh, you know, playing a Stevie Wonder song or something. I don't even know why he would. But if he did that, I wouldn't say, oh, Stevie Wonder must support Donald Trump. Yeah. But I can see from their perspective how, especially if they strongly disagree with that particular politician or that campaign, they would want to say, hey, for the record, don't, you know, don't mentally connect us. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, uh, I think it's more of just them trying to control their own PR where, um, you know, yeah, the average person might not immediately correlate, oh, this politician's using this song, so this artist must love this politician. I don't think that's our, our, always an immediate correlation, but if you have a politician saying certain things that you don't support, you know, from a policy standpoint, then you want to jump out in front and say, hey, they're using my song. I don't support them. I didn't give them authorization to use the song because that may be the that may be the assumption with ordinary people is that if they're using the mm. song, then the artist gave them authorization to do so. So if they didn't, then the artist has a has a right to come out and say I didn't give them permission to use this. I don't endorse them because there's the idea that yeah. if you give them permission to use it, then you endorse their policies, which isn't always the case. That's a good point, too, is that I don't think every day, I mean, for people who would even think about this consciously, they may not think, oh, the the label gave them permission. It would be like, oh, like I, like from my example earlier, Stevie Wonder gave him permission. Yeah. I remember just recently um, Trump used, I think that song, It's the End of the World as We Know It. And, Did he really? Yeah. And the lead singer of R.E.M. came out and just ripped the living shit out of him. So that's another. Uh, that's a pretty recent example, then. That's yeah, exactly. It's just one that I remember hearing in the news, and it, that it, that sparked my interest in. Oh, why do politicians do that? Because they almost always, even even Obama, who you know is liberal leaning, artist of liberal leaning. You think there'd be a bit more leeway there? Hmm. They all get in trouble for it, and they all still do it. It's like I I I don't know. I don't understand it. They do. Maybe their logic is, oh, well, I have Spotify, so I'm just going to like play my Spotify playlist at my campaign in front of my thousands of you know potential voters. Well, they... yeah. I mean, my, my initial thought was, well, they have millions or billions of dollars or whatever that they're raising. They should be able to pay off a couple thousand for exactly. some That's... song rights. But I, they, they probably have the more of the mentality of, you know, act now, apologize later. Rather, rather than ask for permission, probably I yeah, I assume that is kind of their logic exactly, or their campaign's logic. Because if they ask for permission beforehand, they may not get 
a lot of these songs available because people are going to say, no, I don't want to support you. Exactly. They'd rather just use it, have the artist come out and say, stop using it, and then they just switch to another song. And worst case, if someone slaps them with a lawsuit, they can pay it off without any problem. True. Exactly. Yeah, that that's a very good point. That may be part of their logic. I don't I don't know. I can't speculate. I just do think it's funny that a lot of the ones getting the most shit for this <laughs> seem to be Republicans because, you know, I don't know. There there was a really funny one that I found, I guess, on the Democratic side, is Hillary, in order to kind of avoid some of this pitfall, let uh, voters online vote for what song she should use as her campaign song. But a lot oh. of people that didn't like her came and kind of trolled the the thing <laughs> and voted for That's song awesome. voted for songs like Hollow Notes Man Eater, um, <laughs> Sir Mix Lots Baby Got Back. That's awesome. Stuff like that, just to troll, <laughs> which it's funny, whatever. But it's just, that's you're, you're almost asking for that kind of, regardless of what party yeah. you're from, you're going to get the trolls out. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny too. It was, I guess, her way of trying to be more quote democratic about mm. the process. So, um, wow. that was kind of funny too. So yeah, yeah um, th- this was just I don't know, just just a little thing that I found interesting, especially with the whole presidential race going on right now. I'm sure I'm sure that you'll see a lot more uh, politicians using songs without permission and a lot more artists coming out and saying, stop it. <laughs> I'm sure this this wasn't the last one. Um, but yeah. Well, the so, campaign trail is uh, still got a ways to go. Yeah. I'm um, sure we'll see many more examples. True. Very true. Um, so yeah, this has been my little, I guess... Secret topic. Secret topic. I hope you enjoyed it, Peter. And I did, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. You can listen to us on SoundCloud uh, at soundcloud.com slash getyourfunk, as well as Facebook, where you can talk to us. Please talk to us. We're lonely. Uh, no. At facebook.com slash getyourfunk. You can also find us on iTunes if you're still old enough to remember what that is. <laughs> um, and this has been your host, Kyle. And this has been your host, Peter. As we said, there will be one more short secret topic uh, in the next episode. I can dig it. I'm glad you can. Okay. Um, Bye, Bye, listeners. listeners. We love you.